that Harlem night. Gonna turn it up, please. Them Harlem nights. Gonna turn it up, please. I done fell in love with. Gonna turn it up, please. Them Harlem nights. Party at the bodega. It's your man Ben's Pharrell. We're thinking out loud. How's everybody doing out there? All right. Salute. What's up? That's that New York thing. You know how I do it. Now, there was a raid as a at a newspaper. I don't know what all the details, but we're going to get into that, and we're going to figure out what the fuck is going on. Court documents suggest reason for police raid of Kansas, Kansas newspaper. All right. The police chief who led the raid of a Kansas newspaper alleged and previously unreleased court documents a reporter either impersonated someone else or lied about her intentions when she obtained the driving records of a local business owner. But reporter Phyllis Zorn, Marion County record editor and publish Eric and publisher Eric Mayer and the newspaper attorney said Sunday that no laws were broken when Zorn accessed a public state website for information on a restaurant operator named Carrie Newell. The raid carried out August 11th and led by Marion Police Chief Gideon Cody brought international attention to the small central Kansas town that now finds itself at the center of a debate over press freedoms. Police seized computers, personal cell phones, and a router from the newspaper. But all items were released Wednesday after the county prosecutor concluded there wasn't enough evidence to justify the action. Late Saturday, the records attorney, um, Bernie Rhodes, that's the name of the news source, the news outlet records, um, the records attorney, Bernie Rhodes, provided copies of the Alpha Davis using the raid to the Associated Press and other news media. The documents that had previously not been released, they showed that Zorn's obtaining of Newell's driving record was the driving force behind the raid. The newspaper acting on a tip checked the public website of the Kansas Department of Revenue for the stat for the status of Newell's driver's license, as it, it as it as it was related to a 2008 conviction for drunk driving. God damn, these people that write these articles, I don't know what they be on, bro. Um, Cody wrote in the affidavit that the Department of Revenue told him that those who downloaded the information were a record reporter, Phyllis Zorn, and someone using the name Carrie Newell. Cody wrote that he contacted Newell, who said someone obviously stole her identity. As a result, Cody wrote, downloading the document involved either personating the victim or lying about the reasons why the record was being sought. The license records are normally confidential under state law, but can be accessed under certain circumstances, cited in the affidavit. The online user can request their own, own records but must provide a driver's license number and date of birth. Uh, the records may also be provided in other instances, such as to lawyers for use in a legal matter, for insurance claim investigation, and for research projects about statistical reports with the caveat that the personal information won't be disclosed. 
All right. Mayor, Mr. Mayor said Zorn actually contacted the, the Department of Revenue before her online search and was instructed how to search records. Zorn asked to report to respond to the allegations that she used Newell's name to obtain Newell's personal information. Said my response is I went to a Kansas Department of Revenue website and that's where I got the information. She added that not to my knowledge was anything illegal or wrong. Rhodes, the newspaper attorney, said Zorn's actions were legal under both state and federal laws. Using the subject's name is not identity theft, Rhodes said. That's just a way of accessing that person's record. Uh, the newspaper had Newell's driver's license number and date of birth because of a source provided it. A source pro uh, provided the information unsolicited, Mayor said. Uh, ultimately, the record decided not to write about Newell's record. But when the reveal at a subsequent city council meeting that she had driven while her license was suspended, that was reported. Uh, wait up. Let me, let me start all over. Because I'm going to have to get back to it straight up. The court documents suggest the reason for police raid of a Kansas newspaper. The police chief who led the raid of a Kansas newspaper alleged in a previously unreleased court documents a reporter either impersonated someone else or lied about her attentions when she obtained the driving records of a local business owner. But report, reporter Phyllis Zorn, Marion County record editor and publisher Eric Mayer, and the newspaper attorney said Sunday that no laws were broken when Zorn accessed a public state website for information on restaurant operator Carrie Newell. Uh, the raid carried out on August 11th and led by Marion Police Chief Gideon Cody brought international attention to the small central Kansas town that now finds itself at the center of a debate over press freedoms. Police seized computers, personal cell phones, and a router from the newspaper outlet. But all items were released Wednesday after the county prosecutor concluded that there wasn't enough evidence to justify those actions. Late Saturday, the records attorney, that's the name of the goddamn news outlet, records attorney Bernie Rhodes provided copies of the affidavits using the raid to the Associated Press and other news media. The documents that had previously not been released, they showed that Zorn's obtaining of Newell's driving record was the driving force behind that raid. The newspaper, acting on a tip, checked the public website of the Kansas Department of Revenue for the statues of Newell's driver's license as it was related to a 2008, uh, a 2008 conviction for drunk driving. Cody wrote in the affidavit that the Department of Revenue told him that those who downloaded the information were record reporter Phyllis Zorn and someone using the name Carrie Newell. Cody wrote that he contacted Newell, who said someone obviously stole her identity.
That's why I had to read it all over again so you could understand this shit. As a result, Cody wrote, downloading the document involved either impersonating the victim or lying about the reasons why the record was being sought. The license records are normally confidential under state law, but can be accessed under certain circumstances, cited in the Alpha David. The online user can request their own records, but must provide a driver's license number and date of birth. The records may also be provided in other instances, such as to lawyers for use in a legal matter, for insurance claim investigations, and for research projects about statistical reports with the caveat that the personal information won't be disclosed. Mayor said, Zahn actually contacted the Department of Revenue before her online search and was instructed how to search for the records. Zorn asked to respond to the allegations that she used Newell's name to obtain Newell's personal information, said my response is I went to a Kansas Department of Revenue website and that's where I got the information. She also added, not to my knowledge was anything illegal or wrong. Rhodes, the newspaper's attorney, said Zorn's actions were legal under both state and federal laws. Using the subject's name is not identity theft, Rhodes stated. That's just a way of accessing that, that person's records. It is identity theft. What the fuck is he talking about? You know how attorneys are. They like to play games and word games and insult people in intelligence. The newspaper had Newell's driver's license number and date of birth because a source provided it. Right? Unsolicited, Mayor said. Ultimately, the record decided not to write about Newell's records. But when she revealed at a subsequent city council meeting that she had driven while her license was suspended, that was reported. The investigation into whether the newspaper broke state laws continues, now led by the Kansas Bureau of Investigation. State Attorney General Chris Kabach has said he doesn't see the KBI's role as investigating the conduct of the police. Some legal experts believe that the August 11th 11th raid violated a federal privacy law that protects journalists from having their newsrooms searched. Some also believe it violates a Kansas law that makes it more difficult to force reporters and editors to disclose their sources or unpublished material. Yeah, this is like a crazy thing right here. I've seen it all over the news. Man, I ate some donuts, man. That shit is like messing with my chest. I got to start exercising and um, I got to start eating differently because my body is starting to react, react to certain foods. And it's starting to irritate me real bad. Yeah, but this, um, this news situation with the raid, I don't know. In one hand... It sounds like the police are trying to cover something. And then in the second hand, it looks like the news outlets went too far. They went out of bounds just to cover a story. Which one it is, I believe the news outlet went too far. 
I don't think the police did anything wrong. Uh, Cody has not responded to several requests for comment, including an email request on Sunday. He defended the raid in a Facebook post soon after it happened, saying that the federal law shielding journalists from newsroom searches makes an exception specifically for when there is a reason to believe that the journalist is taking part in the underlying wrongdoing. All right. The record received an outpouring of support from other news organizations and media groups after the raid. Mayor said it has picked up at least 4,000 additional subscribers, enough to double the size of its press run. Though many of the new subscriptions are digital, Mayor blamed the stress from the raid for the August 12th death of his 98-year-old mother, Joanne Mayer the paper's co-owner. Her funeral services were on Saturday. All right. Yeah, that because I've seen this story everywhere. I've seen it on social media, and I've seen it on, like, you know, I looked through a whole bunch of websites. I got, like, I, countless websites. I, I lost count. And, and I've seen this story everywhere that I went when I was searching the internet. And I was like, what is this? So I just read it to see what it is. And it was a raid at a news outlet. They took their computers. They took personal cell phones. And they took the router, which is a little bit extreme. That's like FBI level shit. Like, that's like the FBI, the FBI could do that shit. But as far as a police raid, that's like, that's a super warrant for them to do that. Well, uh, the raid caused a problem. It caused a, a national uh, problem because everybody is like listening to it and homing to it. And plus, I do journalist work too, but I'm not like a full blown journalist or anything like that. But I do journalistic work. And for the most part, I do. So, you know, I guess I had to report on it. Anyway. I'm tired of talking about this goddamn um, news outlet that got raided by the police over there in Kansas. Let's keep it moving to another goddamn news. Let's see what's going on in Harris County. I went to Chicago, but I didn't see too much of anything. Shootings here and shootings there, and I'm tired of talking about shootings. I'd rather talk about something particular than that. All right, so moving along. God damn it, Harris County crime. Woman accused of pointing a firearm at a victim during the verbal argument. And this one is a white girl. She's straight white. I'm talking about Caucasian. From the mountain of Car the mountain of Caucasia. A Viking baby. Slavic baby. Let's see what's going on. One woman is facing aggravated assault charges following a road rage incident in Harris County. Elisa Kenny, 18 years old, was arrested and charged with aggravated assault. Damn, why, why I'm sniffling? All right. Elisa Kenny, she's a young little white girl. Officials with Harris County Constable Precinct 4 said deputies were called out to the 19,000 block of Cristola Park in reference to a road rage incident. When deputies arrived, a victim reported that Miss Kenny pointed a firearm at him during a verbal fight. 
Authorities said deputies later located Kenny at her home where she was later arrested and charged. All right, that's about it. Those, that's enough details on this little white girl right here. She's in the orange jumpsuit with the eyelashes on with a smirk on her face like, fuck this judicial system. I don't know what the hell is wrong with him. I had to pull out my gun. Here in Texas, this is like a gun-toting goddamn city. And I wish these people would stop toting their fucking guns and act civilized like human beings supposed to act civilized and shit like that. I'm tired of these people pulling out guns on each other. It doesn't make no sense. She could have hurt somebody. Shame on you, Elisa. Now, next, we, has this, we got this fool over here. This one is a nigger. Full-breaded. <laughs> I can, I'm allowed to do this, um, gentlemen. You guys better not do it or it's going to be chaos. You hear me? Don't you ever say the N-word around here. I'm the only one who's allowed to say it. I have the privilege to say it, motherfucker. All right? A man accused of submitting fraudulent credit application arresting Harris County, Texas. One man is facing charges after attempting to file a fraudulent credit application earlier this month in Harris County. Uh, Jacondrick Norman is charged with false statements to obtain credit and forgery. Officials with Harris County Precinct 4 said deputies were called out to Chico's auto sales in reference to a fraud. Further investigation revealed that a former car salesman submitted a fraudulent credit application for a $30,000 auto loan using an incarcerated inmate's information without his consent. Norman was later arrested and booked into the Harris County Jail. Bond for Norman is set to $10,000. This is small little bitty bitty itty bitty news and stuff. You want me to do some politics? Let me give you some politics. Fuck it, man. I don't like doing politics because it's nothing but lies and shit. They lie a lot in politics. It's just the politicians going back and forth, throwing slugs and shots at each other. Okay. This is worldwide news. I already did the earthquake. Um, uh, I can see... Uh, What's his name? He kind of like is irritated. I'll do this one right here. Goddamn president, former President Trump. He irritated, but he's still the front runner and the GOP candidates. He's still winning. Longtime retailer warns San Francisco is unlivable. May move iconic Gump store. It's really tragic. Gump's owner, John Chachis, discuss how San Francisco's sad state of affairs may lead him to move the iconic retail store outside of California. On the story with Martha McCullen. All right, John Chachas. Uh, he stated this, it's a sad state of affairs. I spoke to a customer today who, who's come to us for 50 consecutive Christmases and who won't come back because the city is in a difficult and an awfully dirty condition. Our business is a business that people love and people want to come into San, San Francisco, want to come visit a store, but if you can't get around and when you're trying to walk the streets, 
You step over needles and human waste and often bodies on the street and makes it an unworkable business. Uh, environment, unworkable environment. And I got to, to the point where I felt like for the benefit of the employees of, of our company who have worked tirelessly to make us a success, I need to speak out and say empty offices on the one hand and that element on the other makes for an unworkable business center. I think it can be fixed. I hope it can be fixed. I do. I do have I do have ideas of how to fix it, but unless politicians change their point of view about this, it's a very, very tough thing. Uh, Martha McCullen, San Francisco mayor, London Breed, do they want to lose Gumps? You've reached out to the London Breed. I'm sure you've reached out to Governor Newsom. This is all they sent us from London Breed's office. Mayor Breed regular, regularly meets with business, businesses, residents, stake, stakeholders to discuss their concerns around public safety, and it goes on. Because I'm reading like a different article. It's like different. So I got to like read the, um, it's like in cursive. Yeah, they could do that on the internet. Well, the politicians, I don't know what they're doing. It's like some of these legislations that they've been passing for the last couple of years are weird. Like, I feel like I'm in a twilight zone, the way that they're passing these goddamn laws, laws that's not conducive to nobody. It, it doesn't make any sense. That's why you got all of these looting and these shoplifters and smashing grabs going on over there. In California, God damn, why I keep burping, bro? That shit, like that shit, is really in my chest, just stuck there. Yeah, I don't even know if I want to do this one right here. I'm gonna keep it moving with something else, or I might just cut this bitch short. I was to talk about the legislators because. It's real bad in San Francisco, basically. And I've been talking about this. I've been talking about this months ago. So it's real bad out there. The legislation, you know, they done passed legislations like more than a year ago, um, letting violators back out, letting violators back out on the streets, you know, with the um, no bail condition thing that they done passed. And it's causing a lot of problems. You know, like I said, the smashing grabs has turned into something. A lot of homelessness, um, a lot of criminal activity, uh, the border crisis. It's a lot of it's a lot going on all at once. And then the administration, the Biden administration, is doing little of nothing to even come up with an incentive to calm down these smashing grabs and criminal crime going on the rise, people just going in and out of jail. It's, it's bad. And I see it spreading all out through the country and not just California. I'm starting to see it. It's trending throughout the country. That's what I'm saying. So I'm going to cut this apple pie short and sweet. 
This is your man, Ben's Forever Thinking Out Loud. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is Box Benz. Y'all know I haven't been active on there lately. I'm sorry about that. I apologize. I will be active on there. It's inevitable. I will. I have to be on the YouTube. It's not something that I can just get away from. I have to be on there. I, I, it's detrimental to this podcasting business. So please subscribe to it. All you're doing is making me stronger if you just do that. I'm not asking for your money. I'm just asking you to subscribe. You know what I'm saying? I don't need your money, all right? This is a service. This is a service, a public service that I'm doing by giving you news so you could be aware about it, like what's going on in California. It's viral. It's a virus. It's spreading through all of the infrastructure in America. I'm breaking that down to you. I don't like doing politics, but I break it down to the simplest form so you can understand what's fucking going on with these silly politicians and these lawmakers. So... Subscribe to the YouTube. That's Box Benji B O X B E N J I. Same name that you could use to follow me on Instagram. Box Benji B O X B E N J I. You know, with the B, B as in Bob. So B O X B E N J I. And you could follow me on TikTok. All right, that name is different. It's underscore Murder Envy. That is underscore M U R. D-E-R-E-N-V as in Victor, I-I. So holla at you, man. I'm going to be back later with another segment. This is Thinking Out Loud. Peace. Home. It's, it's the home night. Gonna turn it up, please. Them Harlem nights. Gonna turn it up, please. I done fell in love with. Gonna turn it up, please. Them Harlem nights. Party at the Bodega. 